What's crack? Big dogs. Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas and this is BDGE, big dogs. Gotta eat. And this is the second of our two waiver wire videos every Tuesday. If you missed the running back waiver wire video this morning, that will be linked in the description. I highly, highly, highly recommend you go watch that featured film before you watch this one so you know whether or not you're dropping the bag on Mr. Kadarius Tony or one of the running backs because there's a lot of injuries this week at the running back position. So there are a lot of heads to consider for your roster. There's really only a couple heads to consider for your roster when it comes to wide receivers, though, and most of them are rookies. There's some talented rookies that I think y'all should be targeting this week. The first up will be discussed as soon as we tuck our shirts in. We stop yelling. And we eat. Okay, so Kadarius Tony is the clear, clear number one wide receiver targets this week. We're also going to go over some tight ends at the end of this video as well. Kadarius Tony, uh, the question becomes for you guys, you know, is it Kadarius Tony or do you want a running back? Right now, my instinct tells me to go Darrell Williams over Kadarius Tony. However, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking Tony because Tony has uh, has the upside to have an actual impact over the entirety of the year, where Darrell Williams probably falls back to like a, a a shitty flex play once Ceh is back in the lineup in a few weeks. Okay, so the question becomes, I guess, like what your what your lineup needs more. But I feel like Tony's going to be a pretty optimal flex play for the remainder of the season. He obviously balled out this weekend. 13 targets, 10 catches, 189 yards, seven more rushing yards after a, a strong, you know, first week performance, his first week of actually playing the role that he was, you know, drafted to play. First round draft capital, of course. Last week, he had nine, uh, nine targets, six catches, 78 yards. All right. I love that Jason Garrett needed like seven, 7,000 uh, injuries in order to get his first round pick into the lineup. But now he's there and you cannot take him out because of how explosive he looks. He is dealing with some sort of like ankle injury, so you'll have to keep that monitored, but I don't believe it's going to be serious. Uh, what is serious is what Kadarius Tony does on the field, man. He is so electric. He is so elusive. He is so smooth, and what you saw on the field is exactly what he did in college. We didn't know whether or not it was going to translate because a lot of older breakout players, senior year players that break out for the first time in college don't typically translate to the NFL. However, I think it's pretty fucking clear that Tony is here to say you don't just chuck up 185 total yards from scrimmage in your second, third game ever and uh, and then fall off the face of the earth. We're dealing with a lot of injuries to the New York Giants offense. Daniel Jones concussion might be back. Saquon Barkley's out for an extended period. Kenny Galladay's already been ruled out for week six with a hyperextended knee. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, those guys uh, both dealing with hamstring injuries. We don't know what their status is for week six yet. I would assume one of them is going to miss. Regardless, I don't care if both of them play. Tony is still uh, probably a really good option for your lineup. If one of them plays, then he's a must start, okay? Uh, Tony's looking to be one of like the true breakouts from this rookie class, and you don't want to miss out when it comes to dropping the fab on this dude if you need flex plays, if you need a wide receiver. Tony is someone that I'd be willing to, I think you'll probably have to spend upwards of like 35% of your fab budget, if not more, in order to get him. I'm probably going to throw somewhere in the 25 to 35% range for Tony, whatever I have left, in order to try to secure him. But I think he's a really good long-term play. I don't think this is a fluky thing. I think 
Um, he is like the ultimate weapon in that offense that badly needs weapons because Saquon's going to be out. He's the most explosive guy on the field there. I don't see a way that he doesn't get eight plus targets a game going forward, even if Sterling Shepard is back. Shepard is basically like it's like you take Shepard and you put him into Space Jam and you zap his power or you take Tony, put him into Space Jam, zap his zap his powers like the yards after the catch shit. And that's what Sterling Shepard is. He's basically like a catch and fall guy in a sense, compared to Kadarius Tony, So he's the easy number one waiver wire pickup this week. I'm on Ross St. Brown, another rookie who's starting to get a lot more playtime. Back-to-back weeks of eight targets for the Lions, uh, at least six catches, at least 65 yards. And now we have Quintus Cephas out with a broken collarbone. Tyrell Williams might be back next week. He's coming off the IR, uh, but he's dealing with a concussion. So there is no guarantee that he's going to be back into the lineup. They need targets going somewhere downfield outside of just DeAndre Swift. And I would say TJ Hawkinson, but he doesn't get targets anymore either. So it's basically like the Swift show and the Amon Ross St. Brown show at this point. Amon Ross St. Brown is very, very similar to a guy like Tyler Boyd, who probably shouldn't be the focal point of your offense, but can be if that's where the offense goes, right? If that's what he needs to be. Uh, He's an explosive player. He's a good downfield slot player. So Amon Ross has been kind of moving all over the field as well. I think uh, he is definitely worthy of some fab dollars if you need a flex play. They get Cincinnati next week. You know, Cincinnati's been an underrated defense for sure, but you can definitely throw on them. So I'm on Rossi and Brown will be like uh, a wide receiver three for week six and probably going forward with all the injuries and just lack of weapons on that offense to begin with. A couple other guys. I think should just be on the radar. You have Hunter Renfro, who's got five catches in every single game this year, but he's never gone over 77 yards. So he's basically like Cole Beasley with a much more condensed uh, weekly range of outcomes. So you know what you're getting from him. He's probably going like five for 50. If he gets in the end zone, great. You got a great flex play. If he doesn't, you got a, a high floor, shitty flex play. Okay, so you know what you're getting from Hunter Renfro. Nothing I could say here that you don't already know. Miko Hardman is another guy to keep on your radar because both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are banged up. Travis Kelsey dealing with like some a stinger or some shit. And, uh, and Tyreek Hill has his knee tendonitis that he's already been dealing with, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be serious or he's going to miss any time. But, you know, if you have an extra roster spot, if uh, if he's just sitting there on the waiver wire in a deep league, who knows? If if Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman are like the only handcuff situation in all of fantasy football at the wide receiver position. So I would definitely grab Miko Hardman if he's like the only one on this list that's available on your waiver wire. Last up, and I talked about this in our stream yesterday, Marquez Callaway is a little bit interesting to me because he's coming off a season high, eight targets, four catches. What do you have, 85 yards or something and two touchdowns? He's interesting for a few reasons. Uh, he's disinteresting and interesting. He's disinteresting because they have a, a buy coming up, so you can't play him right away. You might want to pick him up next week. Michael Thomas might be back in week seven or week eight. He's coming back soon. We'll put it that way. Traquan Smith, I believe, might be back soon too, but I've heard nothing about him, so I have no idea when he's going to be back. You can use a $0 fab pickup on, on Marquez Callaway. He's coming off the season high. You also have Deontay Harris, who's the only other wide receiver getting targets, hurt, hamstring strain. Now, the Saints get, over the next four weeks, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee. Those are four juicy matchups for wide receivers. So you have a guy that was um, really hyped up in the preseason. You have a guy who's now coming off uh, a really big game and a guy who's basically the only passing target in this offense outside of Alvin Kamara. So the only downfield threat now with Deontay Harris hurt. So based on basically like we're looking at the statuses of Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, and Deontay Harris, if all of them miss games, if all of them continue to miss games, Marquez Callaway versus Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee, those are really, really, really nice matchups. So I think Marquez Callaway deserves an end-of-bench stash. Rashad Bateman's also coming back this week. So 
It's kind of a downgrade for Hollywood Brown, of course. I love Rashad Bateman. I think he's an amazing prospect. And Lamar Jackson is playing out of his mind right now. So I think he's deserving of a pickup if he's still available on your waiver wire. Tight ends. Let's talk about Hunter Henry, currently the tight end 11 on the year in fantasy. He's nearly like double the production of Jonu Smith right now in fantasy. I guess like, okay, so so the case for Henry is that the playtime is is almost double what Jonu Smith's is, right? Henry has run 135 routes on the year. Jonu's run 71 routes. Henry is running 64% of his routes from the slot, where Jonu's down at 33%. And in terms of production, it, it gets a little dicey here because what Henry has on Jonu is purely the volume. When you look at efficiency, they're kind of on par. Uh, Jonu has a much higher yak as we could have predicted because he's a really good athlete. He's also uh, above Hunter Henry in yards per route run. So that's usually a telling metric of how good a you know pass catcher or receiver are. However, Jonu Smith has three drops on the year. Henry has zero. When you look at the red zone targets, though, Jonu Smith actually has double the amount of red zone targets as Hunter Henry. He has six compared to Henry's three. So we're getting kind of mixed signals here. Henry is coming off back-to-back good games, so you want to catch the hot hand there, and they're clearly playing him at a higher capacity, higher volume. So if they're going to be even in terms of like production and efficiency, you're going to go with the guy who's playing on the field more. So Hunter Henry, I'm not going to go like crazy about Hunter Henry right now because I just don't believe that much in the passing volume for the New England Patriots. But obviously, if you want one of them, it's Henry, and he's probably the best of available target on your waiver wire right now. There are a couple other good ones, though, to mention. Ricky Seals-Jones was a guy that I told you all to pick up last week. He slotted right into that uh, that Logan Thomas role. <coughs> Woo! Excuse me. Right into that Logan Thomas role who is on the IR with the hamstring. Played on 99% of snaps. Curtis Samuel is now hurt, so he's going to continue to get more playtime, continue to run a ton of routes, continue to be up there in terms of like the most voluminous route runner at the tight end position, five for 41, really close to a much bigger day. But in PPR leagues, tight end premium leagues, Ricky Seals Jones slots right into like the tight end 10 to 12 ranking, in my opinion. So I really like Ricky Seals Jones going forward. Dan Arnold is another one to keep your eye on, obviously. Comes in, he's been, it's like his second game with the team. He's already running 75% of the snaps and the routes and shit. Six for 64, led the team with eight targets. LaVisca and Marvin Jones both stink. Trevor Lawrence is finding a little bit of a groove, and he loves his tight ends, man. We've seen it week in, week out. Whoever you're throwing out there at the tight end position in Jacksonville is producing, and Dan Arnold is next up. So we have Henry, we have Ricky Seals-Jones, we have Dan Arnold. Next up, we got David Njoku, who's the last guy I'll talk about. I am not buying into getting any sort of consistency from David Njoku. He is coming off the big game, had the big touchdown, had monster numbers. It was like his career day. Uh, Next week, we're just as likely to get like a three for 17 day out of Njoku. So you can pick him up, but you're not going to have any confidence in starting him. So if you're in a deeper league again, if it's a tight end premium and you have a roster spot available, don't hate picking up Njoku and kind of seeing what comes from that. Jarvis Landry should be back soon, which eats into any sort of middle of the field uh, targets that he might get as well. So he's my least favorite guy on this list in order to uh, target. But there are some other good options, obviously. Henry, Ricky Seals, Jones, Dan Arnold, as I mentioned. And again, just to wrap up, wide receiver Kadarius Tony, easily the number one pickup on the waiver wire this week. We like to grab these rookie wide receivers as soon as we see them break out, which is why me and Snacks were going back at two weeks uh, telling y'all to pick up Kadarius Tony because of the injuries to the wide receiver core. So luckily, you already grabbed him. Luckily, if you're in dynasty leagues and shit, I had a startup this summer where I grabbed Kadarius Tony in like the 12th or 13th round in a rebuild league, and now he's mwah, looking like a straight fucking snack. Kadarius Tony will be competing for the number one overall waiver wire pickup for the week, depending on your team buildup. But I'm on Ross St. Brown's a nice little consolation given the 
volume given the consistency that we've seen over the last few weeks. I think you should keep your eye on Hunter Renfro, Miko Hardman, Marquez Calloway, and Rashad Bateman. That's it for this video. Uh, again, go check out the running back waiver wire video if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. We'll be bike tomorrow doing rest of season rankings videos and hit the thumbs up if you enjoyed. I love y'all. I'm out. Goodbye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.